Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to the Jurassic World Minutes, where we'll be visiting Jurassic World one minute at a time. Hello and welcome to Isla Nublar. The gift shop opens at 8am. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And this week we're back... No, on this episode we're back to discuss Minute 2 of Jurassic World. Uh, David, before we get to that, looking over at the uh, Jurassic-pedia.com, we have quite an extensive uh, article here on the Indominus Rex herself. We're going to reference back to this article a fair bit uh, during the course of the film because she is one of the major players, but more so just for this scene where we have the uh, the eggs in the incubator um, ready to hatch mm-hmm. and its growth. Yeah. Well, the Indominus Rex was... This was one of those things I remember going all the way back. I was never really sure about the hybrid. I do think it was much better executed than it could, than it could have been. This was not like... I mean, it was still a psychopathic chimera but it wasn't quite the um what was that the ultimasaurus from the chaos effect line yep yep which is kind of what i think everybody kind of feared it would be at the beginning and so i mean so this article basically goes down the line with the various genetic makeups and things got like a dozen different animals shoved in this thing i mean it's kind of no wonder this thing went nuts like it did you know <laughs> yeah and that's that's aside to the whole uh stuff owen's going to put forward when he comes on screen too if she's seen all this for the first time um, mm-hmm. but yeah we've uh lucky enough i've already been talking to jay and he's going to be coming back when we get the uh indominus rex intro on that so we'll have a lot to talk about when we see her see her nearly fully grown but um mm-hmm. As for the as for the little, he, we're looking at sort of the growth and that, and uh, how it's able to break through the eggshell and all this sort of stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they've got the fully fully adopted or fully developed claws there, so they can claw out the yeah the egg. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we're going to uh, definitely refer back to this article a fair bit um, over the course of the film. Uh, anything else on that you want to discuss? Nah, I mean we we talk a lot about we'll talk a lot more about this animal as we get to her, but yeah. Yeah, and we're gonna talk a lot about the eggs and the babies here now anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Did you boys serve the armed forces? Afghanistan, sir! Did you gender ever fly into battle with you? Oh Got it! Got it! Alright, Dave, ready to get into minute two. Uh yeah. As we ended minute one of Jurassic World, we had some titles. 
and the grey material on the screen cracked open. Now as the heartbeat in the background continues, the camera starts to pull out as more cracks form, revealing an egg and the titles in association with legendary pictures. At the nine second mark, a clawed hand bursts from the egg, freedom. At the 12 second mark, with the sound effect of a rattlesnake, we get the Jurassic World title. The camera continues to pull back away from the first egg to reveal a second as the heartbeat sound in the background intensifies. At the 24 second mark, the second egg begins to crack. As we start to move back in on the first egg again, the little clawed hand is moving freely outside, scratching at the egg, covering the animal's face inside. At the 40 second mark, it pulls away a piece of eggshell covering its eye, revealing a dark red-orange cat-like eye inside, looking out for the first time. At the 49 second mark, we once again cut to white as an animal snarls. And as the minute ends, with what sounds like a snowstorm blowing in the background, a big black foot booms onto the screen, followed by a second, and they start jumping around in the snow. Scene one here, we've got the whole uh, eggs in the incubation in the lab here. Um, we continue to get the eggs start to crack open from minute one, and that's where we get to our second Legendary Pictures title, which means... All three major players get their titles revealed twice. Uh, <laughs> first, first on the black screen, and now here with the uh, the eggs hatching. Looking at the eggs here briefly too, we know going back to Jurassic Park how they use an infertile ostrich eggs to mm. uh, grow the raptors, and especially, uh, and how the, that egg shape changed by the time we got to live animals breeding on sauna with the raptors in JP3 specifically. But here we are with uh, some big real looking eggs and considering we're growing a hybrid in here do we think they've uh they've taken a tranosaur or uh we know later on there's going to be carnotaurus and that they're some mm -hmm. other similar egg size that they've have maybe not been fertile or just taken over the embryo inside with uh, all the all the stuff jammed in for the indominus i don't know i mean because in the first film too i mean they had the um they had the very, they call them unfertilized ostrogen emu eggs. But then the raptor eggs were clearly not that. I mean, they're just too small, the wrong shape, all that. So it's kind of interesting because in the novel, they used more plastic eggs. They were using these, um, like specially developed eggs that were, they kind of, or that kind of simulated real eggs, but as plastic. Mm. Which makes a lot more sense when you have different size animals in the, <laughs> different size eggs obviously exactly yeah um, and even later on later on we do get to see more of this lab in the uh innovation center you can clearly see there's various size eggs um in there being grown mm -hmm. so whether they're just uh nurturing well there's no breeding so these have to be still being fertilized by uh the labs yeah and it's just a shame that we never sort of got that plastic egg description or uh, explanation in the first film because now these these don't look plastic um the way it's sort of cracking apart uh at the eight second mark here we sort of get the small gangly uh, you just kind of dropped out man oh sorry um hmm. yeah you kind of dropped out at um right 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 after um uh like you just dropped out like about five seconds all right um 
okay. Yeah, so, so it's sort of a shame we never got the explanation in Jurassic Park that they'll use in the plastic eggs. Um, where now we see in the lab, especially in future minutes, where there's eggs all sorts of different sizes. But as this one here starts to crack open, you can see it's clearly an egg. Uh, I don't think plastic would crack open this this way unless they had some sort of uh, design flaw in it so they could open easier. Because we start to get the gangly little free-clawed hand breaking out for the egg here and those needle-like claws and dark skin that's on the hand. Mm -hmm. Very sort of slasher, <laughs> slasher-ish. I'd... Yeah, like Freddy Krueger claws. Yeah, as you read before the article, I need them to get out of the egg, but I don't know how these sort of needle-like <laughs> claws would be helpful to break the egg open. You'd think they'd snap <laughs> or bend. I think that that's the Therizinosaurus DNA that comes in, because I remember... I think it was Trevorrow said that they used Therizinosaurus DNA, and that's what helps inspire the giant kind of oversized claws. And so that's probably the Therizinosaurus DNA coming through with those giant oversized claws breaking it out of the egg. It's not something that it naturally needs to break out of the egg, but it's just something that's in genetically inherent in its design. Mm. And so that's just something that it has. You can't really help it, you know? Yeah, yep. We also get a little bit of a rattlesnake sound effect here too as the uh, Jurassic World title comes across the uh, screen mm -hmm. as well. Um, mm -hmm. And this this sort of uh, leads us to a bit of a theme with the uh, openings. Um, Jurassic Park, of course, being on the black screen. Lost World being on the outdoor shot. Um, Jurassic Park 3 going back to the animated logo. And uh, Jurassic World returns to the titles and the shot and uh, then Fallen Kingdom opens with the animated logo again, so we might assume that Jurassic World 3 opens with the credits on the black screen like the uh, the franchise started. Um, we know now that they're going back to that original mm -hmm. logo, so or similar, very similar logo with the red background in it um, and font. But we pull back here to reveal a second egg, and as it too is starting to crack in the animal hatch, and there's sort of a wheezing sound that you can hear here. I don't know if it's the animals themselves laboured breathing or if it's uh, some sort of equipment in the in the lab that's making the sound. But it might sort of... We know from uh, Fallen Kingdom and that with the Indoraptor there how it was pretty much the same, just all thrown together. And um, it was, it was, We didn't see a lot of it during the, during the uh, film, but in backstory in that... Um, it was supposed to be wheezing, carrying on, sort of general grievous, <laughs> uh, like that as well, just because it had been experimented and put together. So, yeah, unsure if this wheezing we can hear here is coming from the actual animals being hatched or if it's uh, equipment in the background. Mm -hmm. and we pass around the second egg and return back to the first, as again that small hand pulls away a piece of eggshell. And uh, in the background, you sort of see the lab technicians moving around, and you can see that amber wall that we're going to see later, so we know this is in the Innovation Centre. It's not some secret lab anywhere. Um, this is there on show for all to see as these animals are born, we assume. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I always kind of thought that the second egg here, the one that's hatching, starts hatching right after the first one does. Was the one that we was the Indominus that we actually see later in the movie? That was the sister that survived. Mm -hmm. Just because, I mean, yes, this one breaks the egg first, but the second one is the one that focuses in, and it's the one that we get the eyeball from. You know, I mean, it just it does it faster and stronger than the first one. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's the first out of its egg. Um, 
when we sort of get the ominous music here as we pick up and sort of zoom in as that big orange eyes looking out at us from that egg it it seems like a bit of bit of a checkoff's gun here it, having the two here it seems like the two are going to play a part later on even with um mm -hmm. claire's throwaway line that um she ate it and <laughs> it was dead it would be similar to um well, I suppose we see the raptor in the start of Jurassic Park. We don't know if that's one we see later on, or if they killed it that night. So, I suppose there's that too. But it just seems weird here. We're seeing the two animals, and we're only going to know that one survives. Mm -hmm. But that's where we get a bit of a roar and uh, a snarl, and uh, transition to a white background. As it sort of focuses a bit, we can see it's snow and it's a bit windy. Um, maybe a snowy hillside, but at uh, second 54, big flat foot crashes down. Mm -hmm. The big black foot crashes down, I should say. And uh, the toes seem a little bit too widespread to be a dinosaur, but we have a bit of a jump scare here, or what should be, or assumably a jump scare. I know my uh, kids jumped when that happened. I can't remember what my reaction was to it in the cinema, but David, <laughs> how scared were you when this uh, black bird came on the screen? I wasn't. I mean, I kind of, um, like a lot of people, I did a, uh, kind of assume it was a dinosaur at first. I mean, obviously, yes, birds are dinosaurs, but at the same time, it's um, it's an avian it's an avian dinosaur, and it's not really what most people expect to be a dinosaur, especially in a Jurassic Park movie. But at the same time, the way that it comes down, it's a it's a CGI bird, so it's kind of just um, <laughs> all you see is the three toes at, the, at first, and it comes down with this big loud thump, and it's not until the foot shifts. And you start realizing, oh wait, that's that's just a crow. Mm. <laughs> so it was kind yeah, well, of more of a more of a funny moment for me because I I remember being in the theater and seeing this, and just thinking, and or me and a lot of the audience uh, laughing when we realized, oh wait, it's just a cougar. I mean, I mean, it's just yeah. a uh, crow. Well, plus we don't have an inciting incident in this film too, which we're all waiting for, um, where we've seen the eggs reveal and they could have easily quite been well we cut to this being the Indominus Rex foot and one year later or something and have it inside an incident um, mm -hmm. instead of going to what we're about to go to but I think that definitely the sound um, that just that thud or that impact of the the foot hitting even though it's hitting, hitting snow and unless you're an ant you probably wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't be that loud and that mm -hmm. much of a resounding boom but um, yeah <laughs> It's sort of interesting too, the foot comes down and sort of stays there for as long as it does, where the next minute we see the birds sort of jumping, bouncing around quickly, because we know how agile they are <laughs> as well. But that's where uh, that's where we end, minute two. Um, no, script there. no script comparisons, because I couldn't find a script, and uh, the junior novelization doesn't pick up until we're in uh, Gray's bedroom. So, David, that's been minute two. Anything else to add before we get out of here for the day? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right, lovely. Lovely.